Hello, I'm your host Gillian Semler. You're listening to Let's Talk, brought to you by CityLets. Let's Talk is a dedicated property show for the world of property letting, investment, legislation, personal stories and much more. If you want to get in touch direct, just reach out. Let's Talk at citylets.co.uk. Today my guest is John Gell, founding director of Inverness based Simply Let. Morning John. Hi Julian. Thank you for, now you've taken a bit of a detour so we do appreciate this for um, coming in. You're on your way to Birmingham but you have got the train down to stop en route to come in for this podcast have, so thank yes. you. Simply Let is the only residential letting agent in Inverness that's regulated by RICS. What does it mean to the consumer if an agent is a member of RICS? Well, it's really a guarantee of high professional standards, Gillian. Chartered surveyors work to a, a strict ethical code. They have to be fair to tenants, although their client is their first responsibility. They have to be fair in their dealings with tenants. They have to be very rigorous in handling client money. Client money has to be held in a discrete account, quite separate from the business's day-to-day account. Yeah. There's a system of cross-checks and cross-compliance with that client money to make sure that not a penny goes adrift. And if an RICS-regulated agent runs off with the DOSH, the money is protected through the RICS Mm -hmm. Client Money Protection Scheme. So there is a lot of protection for the public. Yes, that's good. Now, you're a chartered surveyor with a background in rural property and estate management, and you were also group chairman of RICS Scotland. So you spent most of your career as a land agent with the Forestry Commission. So yeah. just tell us a bit about your journey. Well, if we, wind, if we wind the clock back 20 years, I was managing the Forestry Commission's property estate in the northeast of Scotland. Right. Kathleen was a secondary school teacher. That was all fine. Life was good. We had a couple of investment flats, which we were managing through two different agents. I just didn't want to get involved in the hassle of managing yeah. ourselves. And if I'm frank, um, we weren't just best satisfied with the performance of the agents. Right. Communications were poor. Rent was coming in late. Attempts to chase up rent were lacklustre. Repairs weren't really being properly attended to. So I thought, well, with my background in property management, this is daft. Mm -hmm. We'll just manage the flats. It's only two flats. We'll just manage them ourselves, which we did, and that that all worked fine. And then um, we thought, well, if if we can do this for ourselves and we're we're doing it well, why don't we offer a service to other people? Mm -hmm. And so the, the idea came around of setting up a letting agency. Uh, we struggled for ages over the name and we came up with a slightly corny name, I suppose, of Simply Let. Mm-hmm. Um, people sometimes think we're a franchise because it sounds like a franchise. So that's why at every opportunity we're sort of saying we're not a franchise, we're a, okay. a family-owned firm. Mm-hmm. Um, we, set out, we set out really to sort of break through the poor reputation that letting agents have. We wanted to show that a letting agent could earn respect from tenants and respect from clients, and I think we've done that. Yes. Um, A lot of our business comes from personal recommendation. Good. That's good. Anyone who looked at our Google reviews, I mean, they're absolutely glowing, and we're really pleased about that. So we we like where we've got to. Well, now that you obviously you are specialising in residential property letting, let's talk a bit about the current market conditions in Inverness. 
So Inverness has a reputation of being a fast-growing city. Can you give me your thoughts on this? Well, yes, um, it is a fast-growing city. At one time, I think it was the fastest growing in Western Europe at the turn of the oh, century. Uh, the population grew 18% between 2000 and 2010, and another 8 or 9% in the last decade. So we've gone from a population of 50,000 at the turn of the century to 70,000 now. Yeah. In the wider Murray Firth area, the inner Murray Firth area, which is a sort of commute to Inverness catchment, if you like, there's another 70,000, so there's 150,000 of a population within 20 or 30 miles of Inverness. Yeah. Um, there's a strong renewables and life sciences sector. The University of the Highlands and Islands campus was opened two or three years ago, and that's aiming to be a centre of excellence for research into renewables and life sciences, um, digital connectivity. We've just there's just been completed a city region deal, mm -hmm. where. The government has put in 188 million, Highland Council are putting in 127 million. Wow. And the objectives of the city region deal are really to promote digital, digital connectivity, digital opportunity, raise mm. digital skills in the area, digital healthcare, and digital innovation. Right. Really to underpin the vibrancy of the economy. Um, there's a lot of development going on. On the east side of the town, there's the Stratton estate which is going to be about 1,500 new homes. Oh, yes, I just read about that. Yeah, mm -hmm. 500 million pound investment. That's under construction at the moment. There's 150 million being spent on upgrading the harbour. Uh, that makes Inverness well-placed to service the growing offshore renewables sector, mm -hmm. also to capitalise on decommissioning of oil and gas infrastructure in the North Sea. So there's lots going on. There's Tornagrain New Town, which has planning permission for 5,000 houses. That's on the east side of Inverness, right. a complete new town. The first, I think it's about 150 or 200 of those are now built and under occupation, okay. along with some retail units. Uh, there's just such a lot of growth going on. Mm, so is. Uh, that's bringing people into the town, and that's a great place to be doing what we do. Now, obviously, there's been a lot of recent change in regulations, huge amount of political uncertainty just now. So how resilient do you think the Inverness market is? It's proving to be pretty resilient. Mm -hmm. We have some landlords who are wanting to get out, to mm -hmm. sell up because of whatever, political changes, mm -hmm. taxation changes. Have you noticed many landlords? Not a great many. Okay. It surprised me how... Um, Blasé, they seem to be, mm -hmm. about changes in taxation, changes with the, the new residential tenancy. Mm -hmm. Our clients, anyway, have been very blasé about it. They right. just accept what comes along. Okay. A small number have uh, announced they want to sell up. But we have found, we, we are selling property now as well. Right. We found as often as not when we sell a landlord's house, it's bought by another landlord. Mm. So it's kind of maintaining a balance. It's balancing out. And we're actually now selling houses subject to tenancy right and that that's just a win-win all around mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. the purchaser buys into a fully compliant house with a road tested tenant good rent history knows exactly what he's getting no hidden surprises mm -hmm. and everything done for everything him. done for him mm -hmm. the seller retains an income stream up to the point of sale and it's all fairly seamless for the tenant perfect so, 
So, and how balanced are you, are you finding supply and demand in Inverness? It's generally pretty balanced. There was a period uh, a month or two ago where demand seemed to just disappear and we thought, oh, what's gone wrong? Mm-hmm. Phone wasn't ringing, but we're back to normal now. Good. Busy again. So what would your advice be to someone that's looking to invest and buy to let in Inverness? Good place to invest. But just put a bit of thought into what you're buying. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of properties on the outskirts which are excellent buy-to-let units at the moment, but were there to be an economic downturn, there's no sign of that, but were there to be an economic mm-hmm. downturn with so many let properties, pretty identical let properties, they're going to be competing for tenants mm-hmm. in a sinking market, and you could get into a downward cycle of rents dropping, tenancies which are more difficult to manage. So I would kind of say buy something that's not, homogenous like a lot a lot of the neighboring properties Mm -hmm. go for a mixed tenure area just off the town center Mm -hmm. like the crown or kenneth street people who are out with inverness won't recognize these names but something just off the city center walking distance of the center will be much more resilient i think but the maintenance costs are going to be higher Mm -hmm. so i think just take advice ask around Mm-hmm. Well, moving on to profiles of tenants and landlords, how would you describe the average landlord these days? Would you say more accidental or professional? If I look at our client base, it's a bit of a mixture. I think most are accidental. Uh, we have some who are investor landlords, uh, and the fact they're choosing to use an agent means they're coming at it with a very positive attitude uh, and a business-like attitude. Mm-hmm. I see so many landlords who are perhaps doing their own management and they're not really grasping what it's about, I think. Mm-hmm. And are they aware of the changes? You know, we've heard that a lot we, of ones that are managing themselves just you know, aren't. Quite a lot aren't. Mm-hmm. Quite a lot aren't. We take over, we're, we're taking up management from landlords who are formerly been self-managing and there are some horrors out there, mm. you know really weak tenancy agreements, documentation not in place. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of landlords that really don't understand what they need to be doing. We sadly too still see self-managing landlords who um, I think they're coming at it with the wrong attitude. They're thinking mm-hmm. it's, it's just a tenant. It's an unfurnished house and they've got bare light bulbs, no lampshades, no curtains. Mm-hmm. That's just not the market that's going to work. They're going to attract Mm. tenants that are going to be problematic. Mm -hmm. And I come across landlords who see tenants as a potential problem. And it's almost a self-fulfilling prophecy because they end up with with problem tenants. Mm -hmm. And if they can just see that, that there needs to be a much higher standard... It's almost like the hotel industry now. People are looking for high quality, yes. quality of management, quality of property, repairs dealt with efficiently and quickly. And you need to, to service that need. Regarding tenants then, do you feel the profile of the average tenant has changed over the years? I think so. I mean, it's, it's no longer about people who can't afford to buy a house. The majority, I think, of our tenants... Um, want to be tenants, not particularly interested in in purchasing. I'll put it another way, I think we've got four strands of tenants Mm -hmm. in Inverness that are well-salaried professionals who are working in these 
you know, renewables and life sciences. Yes. They're coming to the town possibly just, or to the city possibly just for three or four years on a contract. There's no way they want to buy a house. They could afford to buy, but they don't want to buy. No, they want the flexibility. Of they want the flexibility, but they also want high standards, mm -hmm. high standards of management, a high standard property. They want a place they can be proud to call home and invite friends into. Mm -hmm. And so many landlords, I think, are not grasping that. They think it's just a tenant, anything will do. Yeah. You've got second-rate fittings and fixtures. It, it just ain't going to work, and it's yeah. a missed opportunity for those landlords. Absolutely. So there are those tenants, the salaried professionals. We also have young couples who want to get onto the housing ladder, saving for the deposit. Um, again, they, they, everything needs to work well for them. Mm -hmm. they, you can't give them second-rate. We see a few people who... Um, just want to rent all their lives and are perhaps not particularly affluent, they're not bothered about mm -hmm. buying a house and they're really excellent tenants because they stay put and you get absolutely no void periods. Yeah, and that's their they're true home to them. True home it? to them, it's their mm -hmm. home. They're generally not demanding, they just are quiet, low profile. Mm -hmm. uh, so we, how important do you think it is then to have a good landlord or agent-tenant relationship and what tips do you have for ensuring a successful relationship? Oh, I think good communication is key. If there are problems or if we've made a mistake, we just need to come clean mm -hmm. and say, look, we haven't handled that in the best possible way. So honesty. You, you get respect for that mm -hmm. and, and people forgive you. We don't make mistakes very often. Mm -hmm. um, if there's a problem with the house, if there's an impending expenditure coming up, just the sooner the landlord knows about it, the better. So... Honesty, I think. Mm -hmm. I'm aware that 75% of your staff are actually landlords themselves. So do you feel this gives you an advantage of your local competitors? I think it probably does. Difficult to know, really. I think because it helps it helps our staff, I think, to see it from a landlord's mm -hmm. point of view because they, they've had similar experience. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it probably does. And they've experienced, I suppose, the tenant side, tenant relationship from a, their own personal experience, yeah. haven't they? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, you've claimed on your website that you've never had unpaid rent. So how do you achieve this? Rigorous tenant referencing. Right. Really can't stress that highly enough. It's it's pretty difficult to get a tenancy mm. with simply like sometimes. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, so you're very selective. Very. We're looking after the landlord's asset. Mm -hmm. We need to make sure that's not going to be mishandled or mistreated. And we need to make sure the money is going to be coming in regularly. So we use an external referencing agent um, and just pay to have that referencing done. It pays right. dividends. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, obviously life as a letting agent is never dull. No. What's the most unusual <laughs> thing that's happened to you during your simple let times? Oh, crikey. <laughs> Ceiling collapsed in a Victorian oh. house two or three weeks ago. Oh no! Yeah, lathen plaster ceiling came oh, down, gosh, came down without any warning. Oh. Luckily, nobody was hurt. But what a mess! Was that a leak or something that no, caused that? No, no, no. Um, the part was the part that's left. Mm -hmm. It's you can now see that the, it had just lost adhesion to the lath, and it just came down without warning. So just very old plaster, like the one here. 
Oh, don't. <laughs> oh, I think one of the strangest uh -huh. things we had, we did a checkout in a flat oh, years and years ago. Uh, in the cupboard, there was something that looked for all the world like a dead dog wrapped up in a sheet. Oh, gosh. I'm wondering where this and is thought, going, John. What, <laughs> what on earth is that? <laughs> I prodded it and it was stiff, so oh, no. it could have been a dead, dead dog. Dead for a while. <laughs> I slowly unwrapped it, and it, it turned out to be a sort of water-saturated a length of tree trunk. Really? About a metre long, just black, wet tree trunk with a blanket around it. Why would you put that in the bedroom cupboard and leave it behind? And did you never find out? Never huh? found out. <laughs> <laughs> it was never reclaimed. No. How bizarre. How yes. bizarre. Well, on another note, we know that you're a keen hill walker and um, I think we have Cash here sometimes competing with your photos on um, Facebook. Cash is, <laughs> Cash is a keen hill walker. Okay. So Cash wants to know how many Monroes have you bagged? Have you counted? I've really, I've really kind of lost count. I've got round about 18 or 20 to do. Right, okay. And they're all kind of in far-flung corners, which yes. is why I've never done them. Okay, so is this um, how you de-stress, how you escape the pressures of having your own property business? Yeah, I just I just love being out in the countryside and mm -hmm. particularly on the hills. Dramachter this morning on the train, it just looked superb. I just oh, wanted yeah. to jump off, you know. Oh. Um, yeah. You're certainly in the right location for yeah, beautiful landscape. Yeah, we are. We're so mm -hmm. lucky in Inverness. Yeah, you can be you on are. sky in an hour and a half. And you can go where the weather's good because yes. if, it's, if it's wet in the west, the Cairngorms are usually good and vice versa. Follow the weather. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you, John. It's been really interesting. It's been a pleasure to have you on. So thank you very much for taking the time and having a detour in your journey to Birmingham. It's been a pleasure, Gillian. I'm Gillian Semler. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe to the Let's Talk channel on all the usual platforms, including Spotify, iTunes and SoundCloud, as well as on citylets.co.uk forward slash podcasts. And also let your friends know where to find us. Let's Talk is a dedicated property show providing insight into the world of property letting. More information on today's show can always be found on our show notes along with this podcast. If you want to get in touch, just reach out. Let's talk at citylets.co.uk.